Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. If you hear me give out a telephone number, don't call because this is a rebroadcast and our janitor Charlie will answer the phone and believe me, you don't want to talk to him. He's an honorary little cuss. Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Wow, got so much news today. I don't even know what order to put this in or what to talk about first, but I got it all compiled right here, ready to go, locked and loaded. Hey, it's BK on the air. I'm Nostalgic Eagerness Talk Radio, run amok every Saturday morning. I appreciate everybody being out there and listening wherever you happen to be. Hey, you want to get in contact with me? I'm on social media. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also uh, email me if you want. If you want to just send me a message, you want to send me one there. You can email me at bkontheair at gmail.com. bkontheair at gmail.com. Got a lot of stuff going on in the news. By the way, did you know, Alan, just oh, right, right before we start, yeah, right before we start, anything this morning it was just a mere five years ago and and things go by quick now with you and i the old you notice that the, the hours goes and the faster. hourglass goes faster when mm-hmm. we get older five years ago we would have looked out this window right here and we would have seen the marvel studios crew filming guardians of the galaxy volume two right here in cartersville just Isn't that amazing scant five years ago and it doesn't seem like it was five years ago but last year 2020 when we were at the height of the covid lockdown when i was broadcasting from my secret studio in the mm-hmm. fortress of solitude where i was because we couldn't come into the studio that seems like it was a billion years ago <laughs> i don't know why that is it was not as long i as actually Guardians had to remind here. myself that we started off trying to do it by phone yeah and that was horrible well, the sound was terrible. Yeah, it was. And then we eventually got it to Zoom. Yeah. And that at least well, was acceptable. We used Skype first. We did. And then we went to Zoom, yeah. And it was right. acceptable for a couple of, how long did we do that? About eight weeks? Maybe two months? It and it was okay, better, yeah. but there's nothing, nothing beats face-to-face. Nothing beats being in the room. The energy. It'd be like trying to do a play where every actor just stays in their own house. We couldn't stare at each other and see each other. That, right. That was terrible. And, and the off-air discussion, to do I mean, that. that's even yeah. better. Yeah. Because we had to like mute when we we're off the air right. and stuff. It was just kind of a weird thing how we got it had it set up. So yeah, I would sit there. I was like, no, but this now, is my time to chat. And like, 
Oh. It's so much fun. Just wait for the commercial but, to yeah. finish. But how fun was that having Marvel Studios production here right in the middle of downtown? Uh, kind of gave the whole downtown area of Cartersville a facelift, made it look like another city, and just watching how they do it and knowing that they were all here doing that and it was going to be featured. This town was going to be featured in the film. And uh, it was so cool to see well, how they did it. if you've been paying attention, we just got done wrapping up a huge battle sequence for the upcoming pilot for the Powerpuff I Girls movie. I saw that, yeah. How a live they, action. How here for they uh they spent to? almost a week set dressing everything oh, wow. downtown and then they spent three and a half days filming and if you check social media and look at the some of the sites that, that report such things uh spider-man 3 is still in georgia and in atlanta right now uh probably wrapping up a lot of stuff but they're still filming spider-man 3 in atlanta in the atlanta area now marvel studio well they got to get it out for next spring wouldn't that wasn't that no no for this year is it coming Spider-Man out this year? Spider-Man releases in December, if I'm not mistaken. Yet, oh, okay. Out this year, so they got to, they got to, they may already you know, wrapped I, it up. I'm glad you brought up Marvel. Last week, you said something about the two Marvel movies coming. There's actually three. There are three, and I forgot. One I of had them. forgotten about it too until you <laughs> so, until the trailer so came like, out. Wow! And I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot yeah. about this. So uh, not only do we have Black Widow, Black Widow, Spider-Man No uh, uh, No Way Home, and. Uh, <laughs> And then we've got uh, Shang Shang Chai or Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, mm. trailer just came out this week. I am so wow, I love I love Marvel trailers. I don't know a darn thing about the story, and yet yeah. I cannot wait to watch. And it. A lot of people don't know a darn thing about that character unless you collected his comic book and read them, which I did not. Mm. I did. I wasn't into kung fu and martial arts in the seventies. I wasn't into that, and I had a lot of friends that were. So I'm like, and the only the only experience and exposure I got to him was when he would guest star in like a marvel team up with spider-man and teaming up with spider-man i'm like oh, okay i see who this guy is but, but i don't know a lot about him i saw and i didn't dive into it so you'll you're, I don't you probably to. got the it's knowledge gonna be a surprise i mean but i saw a screen grab from the trailer that shows he's wearing some kind of a jeweled necklace yeah and it almost looks like it's glowing Right. Almost like an Infinity Stone, but could be. Do those factor in still as we move forward? Well, uh, Chance Bartels with the Nostalgic Podblast guys, he he's uh, he was an av- he was a collector of that book, and he told me he's, he texted me yesterday. He may call in on the show today, and if he does, we may pick his brain about the character and find. Because yeah, I'm like you, I don't know him. anything about it, and that's good that I that I don't know about him because that means it's going to be a big old surprise when he comes out. So we've got all those movies coming out this year. I have not seen them yet again push any release date back anymore you know they'd say something like no well we got to push the release date to this because we can't uh we can't release it because we got i haven't seen them do any of that and they have they have not pushed the bond the james bond uh date back at all yeah anymore. well it's already at the end of the year anyway <laughs> right so somebody's calling but we can, i don't have time to take a call right now because we're about to go to a break call back after the break and the and the other uh when we the golden Ridge of tv after the after our first break we've all i've got a story about thor love and thunder coming up too about a cast member that i didn't know about this week and i've got a story about the spider-man the the, the first two spider-man films with tom holland there's breaking news about the first two and how you can watch them and i do have a james bond story so everything we just kind of mentioned i have a big story about everything every one of those coming up and the the James Bond story is big they've never done this particular thing as big as they're going to do it for any Bond film until this one and and you'll just have to they're going to blow up the world no but it's almost that big (laughs) (laughs) it's almost that big of of a deal 
So I've got that coming up uh, soon, and I've got a lot of headlines that I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have not seen the episode from last night because I do stuff Friday night, which takes me out, and I'm busy all night. And, and when I get done doing what I do Friday night, i got to get back in the bed because I'm coming up in here oh, I thought, Saturday morning. I thought you were, and that's why you couldn't. No, no, i gotta, I got to get in here Saturday morning, so I have to go to bed kind of early. So I was, I'm never able to watch it. It makes me mad. I wish it would show on Wednesday or something. That way I could show it. I could watch it and, and talk about it on the show. But I have heard, I have heard what what happens in the in the finale of the of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and how it's going to have ramifications in the movies. And we'll we'll crack and delve into that. We'll delve into that too. I got this day in history coming up later on in the program. What other stories have I got? I've got I got a Three Stooges story. Did you know that the Three Stooges, some of them, and you're a Three Stooges fan, right? Oh, yeah. What is it about? <laughs> now let me ask you this: Is your significant other a Three no. Stooges? Man? Neither is mine. And I have to watch Three Stooges like in the basement, like far away from her. So really, I have to replay them in my head. You can't even you can't even pull them up at home. I'm not allowed to even put them on a television. I got a story about them that Mo and a lot of them said. Did you know that children would attack them in public when they would when they would show up in public and do public appearances? Just being three stooges. Well, I guess they thought, well, these guys act like kids. Maybe we can yeah. play with them like yeah, kids. Story coming up. Uh, I got some story a story about the Oscars and COVID. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, a a COVID shuts down another production of a TV show that you might watch. So yeah, just for a couple of weeks. Look out for that. I got that coming up and. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more. If you remember Guardians of the Galaxy being in town, or, or Guardians of the Galaxy, you can give us a call. Speak on the air. We'll take a break. We'll return. We'll return after these messages. Steak and Ale welcomes you back to the old country inn. Come sup with us at Steak and Ale, we're hearty dining about. This takes me back to the old days, a place to relax and enjoy a good hearty meal, like this Kensington Club. The Kensington Club is a sirloin steak, marinated to taste, lovingly grilled for just the right time, it even compares with our ribs and our prime. Come join us, it'll be like old times. Come sup with us at Steak and Ale. Cholesterol levels of many Americans are too high, but for a group of people in New Jersey, cholesterol went down. They joined in a total dietary program to reduce cholesterol. Less fats, lean meats, egg and cheese substitutes, and highly polyunsaturated foods, including Promise Margarine. Promise is highly polyunsaturated. The results? Their average cholesterol level went down. Down significantly. And Promise tastes like butter. Promise. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Honest Ed's Used Cars, where every car we sell is backed by an ironclad guarantee that is so complete and comprehensive that we really don't see any need to put it in writing. And remember Honest Ed's motto, if any used car dealer anywhere in the country says he can sell you the same car cheaper than we will, then he's even a bigger liar than I am. <laughs> Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. In 1977, Filmation Studios brought a new Saturday morning cartoon to the lineup. The New Adventures of Batman aired on CBS with a total of 16 episodes. The thing that made this series special was that the voices of the Cape Crusaders were none other than Adam West and Burt Ward. Another interesting aspect was that Filmation was actually barred from using certain characters from the Batman universe. Contractually, the animated versions of the Riddler and the Scarecrow belonged to their rival company, Hanna-Barbera, specifically for the cartoon Challenge of the Super Friends. In turn, the Super Friends were 
were unable to use the supervillain, the Joker. At one point, the two rival shows were actually on the air at the same time, effectively giving Saturday mornings a double dose of the dynamic duo. The Filmation cartoon would eventually end up serving another very positive purpose for fans of the 1960s live-action show. Following the TV series, Adam West was intent on distancing himself from the role due to its immense popularity, leaving him typecast. Thus, initially, he turned down the voice acting part. But fortunately, he had a change of heart, realizing the Batman role had actually been a positive thing, especially as it reacquainted him with his legions of adoring fans. And all this led Adam West to embrace this part of his legacy for the rest of his life. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the Air. Bat fans, this is Batman. And Robin, the boy wonder. And me too, Batmite. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Watch us wage our never-ending battle of good versus evil. Ride with us as we chase the greatest array of villains the world has ever seen, proving that crime does not pay. Get set for thrills and action. Join me, Batman. And me, Robin the Boy Wonder. And Batgirl. And me too, Batmite. In the super new adventures of Batman. And I was right in front of that television every Saturday morning to see the new adventures of Batman. And that that was from 77. And Filmation actually did a, a, a Batman cartoon from the 60s where it was different people doing the voices for them in this uh, on the 60s cartoon. And it was Casey Kasem doing Robin on the 60s version of the Filmation Batman cartoon, which I think Casey Kasem went on to reprise his, uh, his voice as Robin in the Super Friends, uh, Challenge of the Super Friends and the Justice League and all that. Uh, from Hanna-Barbera. So thank you, Pat, for that trip into the golden rage of TV. We appreciate it every Saturday. Let's delve into some, uh, just a few headlines I've got here, and we can uh, discuss each one of them here. I've got the first headline up for today is uh, the Oscars, and I don't know if you saw this or not, the Oscars will not require attendees this year to wear face masks during the telecast, according to this report. Well, isn't that nice? Because it doesn't really matter to me anyway, because I'm not going to watch them. Good. So it doesn't matter. I won't, I won't, I, I I'll read about see. people that I won't be watching. Right. Isn't that the way it's been? And isn't it sad, though? You it and I have sad. said this before, but for me, it's been about 10 years now, maybe a little bit longer, but about a Longer decade, for me, yeah. Where I just said, I'm kind of done. You guys moved away from celebrating the movies yeah. and using it for a platform for something other than celebrating the movies. You're making it too personal. You're making it too uh, whatever you want to say. I feel the same way uh, about athletes. It's like, look, yeah. on your own time, with your own followers, when you're sitting in the comfort of your home and you want right. to tweet, Do it fine. Knock yourself out. But when you're doing something for your fans, you have to recognize your fans are made up of an entire group of people that have different beliefs, but they're brought together by your film. And entertainment and singing and things like that, the old old saying, shut up and sing, shut up and act, you know, that's just what I'm... Shut up and play the game. It's not that I'm against free speech, it's just that there's a time and place place. for everything, and that's not the time 
or the place. Well, and it's also uh, Oscars have lost credibility with me over the years because I don't know if you remember the report. You may have had it on one of your shows once and talked about it, or we may have talked about it. Is what was the percentage of people on the on the uh, of the, the Oscar the Academy that actually don't watch the films when they vote for one? I it mean, was a, it was crazy. It wasn't quite half, but it was upwards of like forty three percent of all you, members. And they still vote for the best vote. actor. But they have not seen the films. Oh, I think I'll vote for him as best actor because well, I like the tuxedo he wore on that video. The and other by the day. way, That's this no is why they put ads in those trade magazines. You'll see an ad reminding people, "Don't forget, stunning performance. Gary Oldman is." And so be like, "Oh yeah, I oh, saw they'll that. just read the headline." And I'll like, you know what? I'll, I'll vote. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in that movie. A lot That's of people said some good so stuff about stupid. it. Stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. Don't you hate it? And you can use this with any uh, <laughs> wink, wink situation when something is a certain way. And no one takes the time to do what needs to be done to do the job or whatever or, or takes what someone else tells them as the truth and go and, and runs with it. Don't you hate that? Yes. I hate that so much. And, and you can apply that to anything. Mm-hmm. Political, Oscars, what someone thought of a movie, so what some, someone thought a television show was the worst thing they ever saw. And you go and watch and go, hey, that was great. Right. Why did I – I'm glad I didn't trust what that reviewer said. Exactly. And just, and just go lockstep into just following what everybody well, else said. And so. I'm going to go even one step further. The ridiculousness of one – it was uh, – oh, what's the actress that plays Hermione? Um, oh, uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. When she gets up, she goes – I just wish we could get to a time where we don't have to have gender categories anymore. We're all actors. I'm like, okay, great. I want you to remember that when they decide to get rid of it. And then for whatever reason, there's eight men and one woman one year because that's all the the, the best performances. And then you're going to be on the exact opposite. Well, why don't we have more women represented? Like, stop it. Pick the best of the best and go with it. And if it happens to be... Men, then that's great. If it happens to be, I'm so tired of like we have to tick certain boxes to are prove you, we're diverse. Are you actually saying that they're going to pass rules and things that people are going to worry that are going to come back to bite them in the? Are you saying that? Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Did I say that on your show? Some of the, some of the, I've noticed even some of the people are complaining about athletes uh, winning things and stuff. And they weren't born the gender they were born with. They're, uh, right. they're identifying as another athlete, which make for, which for some reason makes them stronger than the other ones. Which but I can't put one. my finger like, on it. Why wait. they're performing so much better than everyone yeah. else in that category? Because they're strong. Their muscles are stronger, hmm. or something like that. So I don't know why this. Anyway, I, I, I got off on a tangent, but it's true. It, it's it's ridiculous. So anyway, the Oscars. We don't care. They're not going to be wearing face masks. I'll have to trust someone to tell me they didn't wear masks, so I'm not going to see that. So that's fine. I could trust somebody else with that. Um, Star Trek Discovery, the television show, another headline here. Uh, they're producing it in Toronto, Canada. They have shut down due to COVID out on the set. So I don't, I don't know. It could very well be story. one person and just out of an, I hate this phrase, out of an abundance of caution, we decided to give it a two-week <laughs> right. to make sure nobody else right. comes down with it. We know okay. I could, I could look it up and see. see hey, when they were right. filming the Powerpuff Girls movie, I walked. I saw this guy, and I thought it was a medical officer because it had one of those, you know, like the vest with all the pockets right. and everything. But they also were wearing a reflective, sort of like a, a vest you would see to be uh, when, on the street, right? Uh, orange and yellow with reflective yellow. So if the lights hit it, you'd see where they are. And on the back of it, it said "COVID Enforcement Officer." Right. So they have someone that was oh, hired wow. to be on the set making sure COVID response. People are following the rules. Well, here's the oh, here's the story. And Deadline has the story. Months into shooting its fourth season. Wait, Star wait Trek fourth? Disco- yeah. 
It's on, it's on season that's four? That's what it says. That's what wow. it's on I didn't know they had gone on that long. Star Trek Discovery has shuttered for the next two weeks due to a contact that was a little too close for comfort for the CBS studios. Out of an abundance of caution... <laughs> there it is. There's the phrase in the story. Well, I want to have a, a, a bumper sticker that says that. Production... Officially halted, uh, which means right now Discovery is penciled in to turn the lights and phasers back on around May 6, it says. The decision to stop production came swiftly after a Zone A individual on Discovery came in close proximity earlier this week with someone who had tested positive for COVID. So there's not even an outbreak. It's so just not even anybody probably on the set, probably somebody in their somebody. personal life. Yeah. And because of contact tracing, um, they came forward and they go, hey, COVID enforcement officer. Yeah. My friend, he and I and some other people were out, and he's just now tested positive. And it's been three days since I last hung out with him, and I think you should yeah. know. The Zone, A indi- the Zone A individual has now gone into quarantine for 14 days, it says. Vitally important, in fact— It's not even the, supposed to be 14 days anymore. In fact, that the Zone—they're calling it the Zone A individual. The Zone A individual never returned to the set after contact with a coronavirus infection person happened under COVID safety protocols. Zone A refers to key cast and production members in direct contact with them. So there we go. So they're okay. still going by the old protocols of thinking that, number one— that, right. that I didn't you have to, to isolate this, for 14 days, which is not 14. They don't show any symptoms or signs or anything. And they yeah. weren't even on the set with it. It says the remainder of Discovery's nearly 80-person production are not required to go into quarantine under local health directives. But the fact is Toronto is basically all under lock and under lock oh, and right. COVID in key Canada. right now in <clears throat> India. Anyway, so yeah, they're, they're shooting in Canada. So there you go. There's, well, there's the ex- that's what you get, eh? Get into that... Uh, thing there so let's move on to more pleasant things captain america uh um, oh falcon and the winter soldier okay. uh the, the the finale was i have last to watch night. the wrap-up still you haven't seen it i haven't seen it but i've heard what happens we all know what happens it happened in the comic book uh, dun, dun, dun. they are actually right now captain america sequel a new captain america movie is in development uh with the writers of the falcon they're using the falcon and the winter soldier writers to write the movie well, good. Which That's, is fine with me. So, since you created his backstory and given him more depth, why not? I, I've heard Anthony Mackie dons a red, white, and blue-like costume by the end of the show and takes on the shield, and is now Captain America. Which happened in the comic book? Wouldn't it be like Captain America too, so. 2.0 because he can now fly? Yeah. And <laughs> how's that going to work with a shield in the air? I mean, he may lose it. You know, it's easier to lose that way. Speaking on there, we'll have more when we come back. Stay tuned. And now these messages. You can crush, crush him, at Clyde's car crusher. You can mold a car or truck, decorate it, give it wheels, and crush it. It's a wreck. Throw it at Clyde's. The traveling crane takes it to the crusher. You turn the crank and crush it. Clyde's car crusher. It's fun to build them. And it's fun to crush it. Clyde's car crusher. Clyde's car crusher. Assembly required. Comes as you see it. Including iron-on patch. New from Remco. Roger, kids. He wants my wheat cereal that's part of this nutritious breakfast. Super Sugar Crisp! Going somewhere, Wheat Freak? Yeah, Sugar Bear. Gonna scoop up your Super Sugar Crisp in my rocket scooper. Springtime. <laughs> Looks like I've got my Super Sugar Crisp. And you're all washed up. Ready? 
To say that you behave childishly is an insult to children everywhere. It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online using the TuneIn Radio app. Hey, we're back. It is me, BK on the Air. We've reached that lovely time where we like to, uh, I don't know, it doesn't require removing clothes, but we like to uh, <laughs> flax the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, the bizarre. It'd be a wholly different thing if we had a webcam in here. <laughs> I've already said over and over again, if they put a webcam in the studio, which they had thought about doing at one point, I was going to cover it up. Yes. You know, sometimes I do my show. I mean, I can do the show here in my underwear because that's the fun of being on radio. You don't have to worry about how you look. If right. I had a camera in here, I'd have to, like, start sp- sprucing up in the morning before I came hey, in I've here. Yeah, I've been on Zoom meetings you know? with no pants. <laughs> But with a shirt, yeah. I did have a shirt. Oh, spe- right. speaking of that, uh, the, the the better half, she's a school teacher, and she says sometimes parents and kids don't always remember when the Zoom camera's on. <laughs> they don't mute it, and things happen when they're on the air during school lessons. Yeah. Like one of the kids forgot and took his laptop in the bathroom when he went to the bathroom, and whoops, oh, a minute. Hold on just a second. That's crazy. But Whoops. you do. You got the first news. I do have the first. Well, that was weird. I just kind of did it again. Just kind of <laughs> reinstate it. Just to submit, to nail, nail it. I refuse. I'm an actor. It's in my contract. So I have the first news. Oh, mon chéri. Don't you take away my limelight. Oh, no. I've been banned. Oh, no. Join, what have I done? Join the club. And North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota, man. A North Dakota bank employee was reunited with her lost wedding band after her co-workers went diving in the dumpster, only to later discover the ring was in the parking lot. They went dumpster diving for nothing. Oh, well, no. Trina Burns said she was leaving work at the American Trust Center Bank in Bismarck when she noticed the wedding ring she had worn for nearly 32 years was missing from her finger. Burns said she was working from home the next day, so she called her, her co-worker, Alyssa Hansen, to ask her to keep an eye out for the ring at work. Hansen, fellow bank employees Titus Geetson, and two other co-workers went out to the dumpster to see if the ring had ended up in the trash. Geetson climbed inside. The workers ended their search defeated after going through every bag in the dumpster with no sign of the ring. Their hope was reignited the next morning when the ring turned up in the parking lot right next to the spot wow. where Burns parked two days earlier. Burns' co-workers said they, were glad, they would have gladly climbed to the dumpster again if it it meant helping out their colleague. Very lucky no one picked it up and saw For two days, that. right in the same spot. It makes me wonder, how did it just fall off? Did I ever tell you that Mrs. BK misplaced, thought she had lost it, but she misplaced her wedding ring one day. Mm. And it, Was it before or after she went to the hotel room? Oh, uh, that was long after. <laughs> <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. No, my Which uh, time? No, <laughs> my current wife. Right now, my current wife doesn't wear a ring. Neither do I. We didn't bother getting rings Done the wear second wing. time. Wear we wing. didn't wear a wing. <laughs> But she uh, she would take it off to make meals, like when you had to yeah. work with meat and stuff, didn't want to get in there. Right. And uh, got questioned by her then significant other for, why isn't it on your oh, finger? Oh, no. Oh, no. Because I guess she was going to pick up a random stranger in her house. Right. <laughs> well, we take calls. Hey, babe, you single? <laughs> put them ahead of everything else, but somebody's calling 770-386-1450. Somebody's calling right now. Hey, it's BK on there. Who is this? Hey, it's BR, BK, and Alan. Hey, buddy. BR549. What's going on, BR? <laughs> oh, never heard that one before. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was just, when you say that story on The Flash, after 32 years, it, it's kind of suspect that the ring uh, slipped up. 
just came off. Yeah. Because, you know, after 32 years, I knew uh, my mom and dad, you know, they couldn't get them off with a with a blowtorch. <laughs> oh, really? Did they kind of grow into the rings? <laughs> sort of? Pretty much so. Yeah. Uh, you can see where the finger pinches around the ring. That's right. <laughs> and you know what's funny is gold gold is malleable. When you have a gold wedding ring or a gold band, you can you can take it and get it resized. My wedding ring is made out of titanium and it cannot be it cannot be altered. It can't be uh, resized or anything. So if I lose weight or gain weight, uh, you know, I guess I'm screwed. One way or the other, it's going to be on me or fall off one day. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Yeah, she she lost her wedding ring one day, or didn't know where it was, and she was about to lose her mind. I mean, she I could hear her from from upstairs going, "Where is it? I can't believe it." She's I mean, because she's naturally concerned, right? Because we you know it cost a little well, bit of, it cost a little bit of money to get it, and when you lose something like that, not only you know that for her the money thing was the secondary thing. The first thing is sentimental is your wedding ring. So she looked and looked, looked. Long story short, she found it. She had taken it off for some reason in the car, and it was in the little holder right beside in your door where your handle is, the little cup area there. Mm-hmm. It was just inside the car, and she'd forgot it in there. It was in there and found uh, it. So everything was okay. We, we were so happy. We just went out and celebrated. And now we celebrate that day when she found it. We're like, oh, the anniversary of you finding your wedding ring is coming up. So let's go out and have dinner. Let's go to Angelo's Pizza and get a uh, some garlic knots and a pizza. So I got the next news from EPI. An animal control officer in California climbed into a storm drain. Wow, the one before had people climbing into a dumpster. People are doing wonderful things. Climbed into a storm drain and used a recording on her phone to rescue 11 ducklings that fell through a grate while walking with their mother. Listen to how she did this. The Hayward Police Department said the mother duck, what you mother duck, (laughs) was walking across the Shabbat College campus with her 12 ducklings when all but one of the baby birds fell into the grate into the storm drain. Shabbat College maintenance and operations staff removed the grate cover from the drain, but the ducklings fled deeper into the pipes, leading the workers to call for help. Hayward Animal Control Officer Susan Perez responded to the scene and climbed into the drain. The police department said Perez used her phone to play Mama Duck sounds to coax the ducklings out of the pipes and lifted them to safety one by one. The ducklings were reunited with their mother. That is their fantastic. And that I is pretty clever. Like that. I love that it. is clever thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd even do it with anything, like maybe a little puppy's stuck in a drain too far in, you can't get them out because you've seen those stories. Mm-hmm. Play the play the sounds of another whining doggy or, or, or just record the dog's mom making noise. My, like my wife has an app that has different bird noises and can identify so you know what bird calls are going on. Right. We have a morning dove that was uh, in the bush behind our, our hedgerow by our fence. Are those, we, the, one, are those the one that go, They're so cool. But they make other noises, too. Because when we played, a, apparently, a competing bird noise, it started going, <laughs> And then it flew out and landed on a branch, and it kept looking around like, where's the competition? Where is the competition? I am going to get rid of this butthole making noises in my ner- my neighborhood. When Stacy really needs to be to get up on a Sunday, she plays a recording of my mom yelling when I was a kid to get up. That's how she gets me up. It's an app. She's out going, Mom, wake you up, is the app. <laughs> oh, I hear my mom from when I was a teenager. Oh, I better get out of the bed or I'm going to get killed. It's the only thing that works with me.
I've got the next news. Unless it's Saturday morning, of course. That's, that's no problem waking like up. A shot. Isn't it funny how we used to get up on Saturday mornings because of cartoons? <laughs> now you and I love getting up on Saturday mornings because we kind of do a, another fun thing beyond the radio. My mom was always so hard to understand because five days a week she was like, get out of bed, get out of bed, get out of bed. Saturday, go back to bed, go back to bed. <laughs> Christmas morning, why are you mom, up at 4 o'clock? you're confusing me. Why are you up at 4 o'clock on Christmas morning? Because <laughs> I never went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. We mean, we mean get up. I've been up. <laughs> All right, from the UPI, a turtle crashed through the wind. I saw, I saw the Did picture of the story. I yeah. saw the picture. I don't see how anything survived. A turtle crashed through the windshield of a car on a Florida highway and struck a 70-year-old woman in the head. But thankfully, both the woman and the reptile are expected to be okay. The Port Orange Police Department said a woman called 911 Wednesday to report she'd been driving on I-95 when an object crashed through her windshield and struck her passenger, her 71-year-old mother, in the head. Oh, wow. A driver who stopped to help during the 911 call identified the object that came through the glass as a turtle. The 911 caller's mother was taken to Halifax Health Medical Center to Daytona Be- in Daytona Beach, where doctors determined a cut above her eye was not a serious injury. She is expected to make a full recovery. Officer Andre Fleming, a police spokesman, said firefighters discovered the turtle was alive and apparently free of serious injuries, wow. suffering only scratch marks to its shell. Fleming said firefighters released the turtle into the nearby woods. The driver of the vehicle said she didn't see the turtle until it was in the air and falling toward her windshield. Police said the animal may have been thrown into the air by another nearby vehicle. Well, That's either, one amazing turtle. Either, either that or why Why couldn't it be just as plausible that the turtle wanted to uh, commit suicide? I think they, the turtle was quoted it. as saying just before hitting the windshield, Cowabunga, dude! I regret nothing! Be <laughs> <laughs> on the air. We'll be back one more. Mmm, clean. I mean, really clean. And it holds any set I want. New Beer Enriched Shampoo, Body on Tap, gives your hair super body, super hold. Brewed with one-third real beer. Wow. But don't drink it. Just shampoo. Whether I roll it, pin it, curl it, or blow it dry, it gives my hair super body, super hold. And the shine of your life. It's the beer shampoo that does it in three bodybuilding formulas. That's body. On tap. Uh, <clears throat> I will not. Yes, you will. I will not. Yes, you will. I won't. 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 You will. I will. No, you won't. Alicia Bridges. And now it's time for Reflections with Brother Gold. And now uh, some words from Alicia Bridges. Please don't talk about love tonight. Please don't talk about sweet love. Please don't talk about being true and all the trouble we've been through. I want to go where the people dance. I want some action. I want to live. Action. I got so much to give. I want to get some, too. I love the nightlife. I got to boogie, disco around. I got to go where the people dance. I want some action. I want to live. Action. I want to give. I want to give it. I got to get some, too. I love the nightlife. 
Hello. But you turn your mic on. Oh yeah, it would help if I turn my mic when, on. It, it's fine if you want to turn mine on for you, but I'm <laughs> well, not sure if it well, works you know so well for the. On? Yours was on, so you could tell me to turn mine on. There so we that, go. That worked out right. That's <laughs> funny. We got a three stooges story coming up. Hey, if mistakes weren't made on the show, that would that would. These be part bits of the aren't show. planned, folks. We just go with That's it. That's right. We, it's all live, not on <laughs> Memorex. Memorex. I got another news. An Illinois man paid tribute to his deceased father by bowling a perfect 300 game using a bowling ball that contained some of his dad's ashes. I was just going to jokingly say, what, did he put his ashes in the bowling ball? You got ahead of me there, Paul Harvey. Wow. John Hinkle, 39, a two-time NCAA bowling champion for Western Illinois University, said his father, John Hinkle Sr., imagine that name, introduced him and his brother, Joe to the sport of bowling when they were very young. Hinkle said his two-handed bowling technique means he is only allowed two finger holes in his ball. So he had the thumb hole in his ball filled with some of his father's ashes after the older Hinkle died in 2016. I didn't know. I That's why so he palms it. I can't even. I wouldn't even be able to, to throw a bowling ball that way. I need all three-finger three finger grip on that sucker to hold it because I use a 15-pound ball when I bowl. Well, so, my yeah. dad was, which I guess it makes sense, he was a fingertip bowl. Like it was his, oh, really? Yeah. His holes were so far apart you could just barely get your fingertips because wow, he was more about in way. the palm of his hand. But he was, right. which I never learned, he was the curve bowler, which is all the professional. See, I couldn't do that either. I can't make it curve. No, yeah. they, they had to taught me how to. They taught me how to do it differently because when I was a kid, I wanted to overhand throw it. So <laughs> that didn't really work on the floor it's not a shot put. very well. Hinkle's uh, prediction came true April 12th when he rolled a perfect game at Landmark Lanes in Peoria. He has bowled several 300 games during his time in the sport. He said the game was especially significant since his father had never quite managed to shoot a perfect game. So how perfect is that? He that did is so cool. well with his dad's ashes in the ball. You know, it's really hard to throw a perfect game in bowling. Oh, it is. And, and bowling doesn't look like it should be as hard as it is, but it is very hard. I'm the kind of guy that goes, when I, when I first started, all jokes aside, I used to try to throw the ball right dead down center of the lane. Oh, no, you're not supposed the, to do that. hit right in the middle. Because as a kid, you're like, well, if you hit it right in the middle, that'll knock them off. No, you Guaranteed need to come in split. at just a little bit of an angle there to kind of spread out the impact zone. Right. That's what you had to really learn. But you know what? That's easier said than done. Oh, my God. And I, I will so swear to you, those pins do not obey the laws of physics. They don't. I will hit the p- ball where it looks like the exact same place three times yeah. in a row and have three different results. And, and you'll eventually have a, 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 a whatever, the, the split, the, the, the field, what I like to call the field goal one. And then you, oh, ball, you throw the ball right in between the two that are left. Right. I can't it's roll like, down no. the middle to save my life until I have a split and then boom, right down the we middle. Went, like, what the? The last time we went bowling, we went to um, over here at Lake Point. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's the first time I'd been to these new lanes that actually have Instead, of, remember the old the giant mechanism that would come down and grab the pins and pull them up and reset them—the big metal yeah. robot-looking thing. Those those things that this one here locally have the ones I've never seen before. They're the strings that with little nooses on the end of them that grab the bowling pins and pick them up with it with a with like a string type thing and set them back down and the noose releases and lets them go it's like a little piece of wire or a, a piece of yarn that, that that's tight it's like really? a noose, it's like a hanging noose they, they they grab the bowling ball and pick it up and down with, with like these little nooses i've never seen that before it's crazy 
I almost, seen I almost want to say you're lying. No, go, <laughs> I can't go, even imagine. Go it. bowl a game. It's and it's a great bowling lane there too by Angelo. I, I need great. to go back over there because simply because they've added a VR shooting game. Have you seen oh, the no, advertisement? Oh no, I've seen that. That must be newer. They've got a, an area set up in the game area in the middle in, at Lake Point Station. Oh, wow. Where up to four players can put on VR goggles and headsets. Oh, I got to go now. And and literally wherever you turn, move, squat, your character will do. Wow. And they have shootouts. That's I thought. Cool. Wow, if that's you go, we, awesome. we, we need to go one day when we get off the air. Let's just go bowl a game, see if Walt can meet us. Walt into darkness. Yeah, we'll Chance grab a pizza. Would ch- Chance would come up. I love their pizza. Do there. a little virtual Garlic shooting. Knots. That way I can show you the bowling lanes, how they do the little nooses. I want to see there. that. It's just crazy. Hey, it's great. if I've you guys from Lake Point are listening, send a video on your Facebook page. I want to see it. Yeah, and show All us right. how. Show, I was asking her how it works. She goes, yeah, it's not. They they, they malfunction sometimes, but but they still, that's, that's what that's we what use. I, can, so. I can't even wrap my. All right. I, you know what? Let's finish this up. I've got the last news. because we were and I'm like, are those little nooses grabbing those? And they were. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't say noose. That's what they look like. I can't, I can't explain it either other way. Loops. Yeah. Okay. They're loops. They're little shoestrings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. From the UPI, animal rescuers in Poland said they were called to help an, uh, a suspected iguana spotted in a tree outside of a residential building and arrived to find a mystery animal was actually... You want to guess? It was. It wasn't an iguana. They thought the it was an iguana. Oh, uh, now you know what an iguana was, looks it, like. Yeah, it was got the little eyes like yeah. rotating on little. Sp- it was a lizard. Little was, little uh, handles of his, his hands was, uh, and his and tail. Wh- where was it? Where was it? Country in a tree where, in Poland. Oh, in Poland. Okay, it was. Uh, it was a squirrel. No, it was, that's it a good a, guess. It was a. It wasn't it was, koala bear. I'll, I'll uh, help you. It was inanimate, but you'd okay. want to eat it. Okay. Uh, it was a. It was a. It was a, it was a bird. Well, think of the shape of a of 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 this particular iguana. iguana. Pick the shape. Okay. Kind uh, of pointy in the, in the yeah. ends, but then kind of bigger in the middle. Uh, I'll help know. you here. I don't have no a idea. discarded croissant. Shut the front door. <laughs> that was in the tree. Someone saw the shape of a croissant in the tree and said, "Oh my god, an iguana." First of all, the fact that you called that you thought an iguana it was in a tree, which is where they would hide anyway. <laughs> I get this is tree? from Poland. <laughs> really? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's like when I was a kid and they said, How do you get a one armed Polish man out of a tree? You wave to him. Okay. That's about the same level here. The Krakow wow. Society for the Protection of Animals or the KTAS. Said in a Facebook post that a woman recently called the organization to report a mysterious creature she suspected was an iguana lurking in a tree outside of a building. Well, I would think iguana long before I'd think it was a (laughs) A croissant croissant in the tree. Come on. The group's animal welfare officers responded to the scene and searched the area for the mystery animal, suspecting it might be a pet that had escaped and it had been abandoned by its sure, owner. Sure, that's my first thought, yeah. The officers said they were surprised to find the creature that sparked the call Something wasn't a, a creature at all. Bakery. It was a croissant roll. What was it doing in the tree? I mean, come on. Well, we, what they don't tell you in the story was the iguana had, had disguised itself as a croissant to or, avoid or, being... Or it, was, or it was eating it and left it there after it jumped out of the tree. The croissant blink. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I never would have guessed. The animal rescue group said the caller did the right thing by reporting the suspected animal in distress. How would you okay. have known it's in distress? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a croissant. Moving. got too much flour in it. <laughs> Okay, if you if you said if you wanted me to guess, and you did have me guess, think of the most ridiculous thing this could have been, not 
an iguana? What do you think it? Because it's a flash story. What is the most ridiculous thing you think it pr- probably really is? I never would have guessed croissant. Nope. I never would have even I entered my we mind. Have, we could have been on until next year this time, and you're still guessing. <laughs> you never would have picked the word croissant. Hey, by the way, it is BK on the air here on WBHF. I want to tell you something. Do you have a bike? Do you own a bicycle? Well, if you do, if you own one and it's, uh, I don't know, maybe you, last time you took it out, you uh, hit an iguana or something and you bent the front rim or you damaged it or something like that, I want to tell you who you take it to. You can take it to Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply right here in Cartersville. They offer maintenance and repair on all bicycles as well as parts, accessories, and, of course, new bicycles. They have many to choose from. Whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, Cartersville Bicycle has what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of northwest Georgia. You know, and avoiding the occasional uh, croissant or iguana. Or you were the iguana or croissant or something. Hey, stop in and see the shop. They're there seven days a week. They're located at the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street and are open, yes, every day from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can call them at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453-B-I-K-E. Or just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook. That's Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. They must make croissants a whole lot bigger in Poland than they do here in the United States. Yeah, because but I know iguanas are different sizes. We can even talk about that, too. But, I mean, but, iguanas, but like, you can hold it in two hands. I mean, it's, it's not tiny, is it? Well, no, and did you see the video of that monitor lizard that got into that that convenience store? I don't know what country or where it was. Oh, it was climbing the it shelves, was climbing the shelves of where the the soft drinks and the potato chips and, and stuff everything's were just falling off, off. And he's just and I'm like, where is this? I always joked about Australia. We can talk about Australia. We mentioned it earlier today because that's where they're filming Thor: Love and Thunder. Well, we didn't mention it on this show. Oh, that's right. We mentioned it. I got the story coming up. They're filming Thor: Love and Thunder in Australia, not in Georgia. We'd have liked them filmed it here, to have filmed it here, but they didn't. And they're also filming the uh, Furiosa, uh, Mad Max. M- the Furious prequel, about, prequel about her, yeah, the, from Mad Max Fury Road. Where did she get to where she is now? But, but Australia. We joked. I always joked for years. Oh, Australia. Their 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 little motto should be the country where everything can kill you. <laughs> everything. It's like, hey, no, don't touch that tree. Why? It can kill you. <laughs> Wait, don't pick up that piece of paper off the ground. It's Australia. It's a poison piece of paper. It's indigenous to here. It'll kill you. <laughs> it's so, indigenous. It's like don't don't. Do anything in Australia because it can kill you. So, I mean, did it? Didn't Steve uh, the, the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin was that his name? Mm-hmm. What he died of the? Uh, it was the. Uh, it was a the stingray. Freak right? stingray Manta hit him exactly in the heart. Yeah, because they have barbs mm-hmm. on their tail, which can you can be, be used stung as a anywhere in your body, but somehow it it, it, it got into his heart and, and, stung and it was his heart. so and it was so weird that he died from that. And all the stuff he did before in his life, which was so rifty, crocodile wrestling, crocodiles, and venomous snakes. I remember one episode he came to America to, he was, it was a venomous snake thing. He's like, we're searching of venomous snakes all over the world. And America's biggest offering is the huge diamondback rattlesnakes out west. It's the biggest one we have in America, which is nothing to sneeze at, you know, or it's not as big as the other country's snakes. And he was like reaching under the rocks and grabbing them and pulling them out. After all the stuff he did, he winds up just kind of getting killed by a stingray in the, in the water. It's just really weird how stuff yeah. happens like that. Well, what's cool, his kids carrying on his legacy, That's they're still doing the same thing. That's right. Uh, great show, and I always loved it, too. So we came there. We'll be back. We'll return after these announcements. Hi there, time for Timer, your roving reporter. I'm talking to you from inside a fantastic factory, your digestive system. You know what we build here? You! Not out of wood or metal, but out of food. You see? 
You are what you eat. From your head down to your feet. Things like meat and eggs and fish you need to build up muscle tissue. Uh-oh. Hello. Appetite control. More protein. We need energy. Playing tennis today, you know. Whoops. All these motors in your body need a lot of fuel to go on, like carbohydrates, fats and proteins, vitamins, and so on. What's left over forms the building blocks you need, indeed, to grow on. Yes, you are what you swallow, so that next time you feel hollow, don't just fill your face with any old kind of treat. This goes for every kid or six-foot athlete. All you really are is what you eat. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. WBHF! Stand by to receive our transmission. I got a bad feeling about this. Greetings and welcome to Star Wars Extra, Star Wars Then, Star Wars Now, Star Wars Forever. Bringing you the latest from the Star Wars galaxy, I'm your host, Mike Mann. This week, East Bristol Auctions announced they will be hosting the auction of items from David Prowse's personal collection of Star Wars memorabilia. Prowse, who portrayed Darth Vader in the original trilogy, had amassed over 40 years worth of items before he became one with the Force last year. Over 700 pieces will be up for auction. Some of these unique collectibles include David Prowse's personal Darth Vader helmet, a piece of the Millennium Falcon's cockpit, a personal letter from Peter Cushion, and a personalized autographed photo from Mark Hamill. The most notable and possibly the prized piece of the entire collection is David Prowse's script from The Empire Strikes Back, including his personal notes and alterations written in it. The script also reveals that not even Darth Vader himself was privy to knowing he was truly the young Skywalker's father. The lines in which David Prowse spoke were later overdubbed by James Earl Jones, with only Lucas and a select few knowing the true intentions. David Prowse's personal collection will be auctioned on Star Wars Day, May 4th, at East Bristol Auctions in Bristol, England. The rebels that are alerted to our presence. Admiral Oswald came out of light speed too close to the system. Next up, we go to the Kenobi camp. Hello there. Filming is well underway in Los Angeles, California for the highly anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series, with yet another leaked photo of the film set. From an uncovered area of fence protecting the set sits what appears to be the childhood home of Luke Skywalker, the Lars Homestead. This has been neither confirmed nor denied by Lucasfilm or Disney. However, this structure so closely resembles the moisture farm that it will be highly surprising if fans don't see this location, first seen in A New Hope once again. Also in Kenobi news, Disney and Lucasfilm announced this week that Maya Erskine will be joining the all-star cast of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Erskine is best known for co-starring and co-writing the Hulu comedy Pen15. While her role has yet to be announced, Maya Erskine will undoubtedly make a brilliant addition to the project. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. 
And last up this week, fans of the classic video game Knights of the Old Republic will be happy to hear the fan favorite Darth Revan is said to be making his first canon Star Wars appearance in the future Disney Plus series Acolyte. Corey Van Dyke of the Star Wars podcast Kessel Run Transmissions stated, Obviously, the timeline won't match up, but I know for sure there is concept art out there of Revan in a hologram, which I believe is for Acolyte. It will kind of tease his own series eventually. While this information hasn't been verified by sources, it is truly noteworthy due to Van Dyke's track record for knowing and stating multiple Star Wars theories that come to fruition. Van Dyke's statement along with a renewed interest in merchandising of the Sith Lord simply says that it's time for Darth Revan fans to start getting excited. Asteroids do not concern me, Admiral. I want that ship. Not excuses. That's all the time we have for now. Don't forget to visit us on the Star Wars Extra YouTube channel and go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Also, check out the Star Wars Extra podcast streaming on Anchor and Spotify. Tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Warsing. For Star Wars Extra, I'm your host, Mike Mann. And now back to my Darth Revan, BK on the Air. Thank you, Mike. With the Star Wars Extra, I have them on every week. I always look forward to finding out what's going on in the world of Star Wars. Let's do this on this day in history now. April 24th on this day in history, 1888. Eastman Kodak, founded by George Eastman on this day. That's how long Kodak has been around. 1962 on this date, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT for some people, send a TV signal by satellite for the first time on this day from California to Massachusetts. They try out satellite broadcasting. 1962 for the first time. Uh, On this day in 1974, William Bud Abbott, American comedian from Abbott and Costello, dies of cancer at 78 years old in 1974. And in 1990, the uh, STS-31 launches the 35th mission of the U.S. Space Shuttle Program carrying the Hubble Space Telescope on this day in history. Now, we like to talk about 1981. Why do we like to talk about 1981? Because it was 40 years ago. You're supposed to say that with me. Because I always like to do something in post, which is great. You just don't like saying it, right? I'm just... Well, number one at the box office 40 years ago was this. Into the eyes of the dragon and despair! Orion Pictures presents John Borman's Excalibur. A world of magic. Mystery. Splendor. Starts Friday, April 10th. Check newspapers for local listing. I don't know why, but when I play those trailers, I like to play the little sting at the end of what theaters is going to be playing. I guess because it gives it that authentic feel. Yes, and I was in the theater. I actually lied about my age to see Excalibur. (laughs) Uh, Or I can't remember if I lied or she just didn't ask, but I'm like, yeah, one for Excalibur, please. And I went in there, and boy, did I see why it was rated R. As a kid in 1981, I'm like, wow, the first... 15 minutes of the film show exactly why it's rated R. You talk about movies that you love. Excalibur for me is, and John Borman is a director, I just like his work. Uh, Excalibur to me is one of those near perfect films that I can watch 
over, over and over again and never tire of. Excalibur, for me, is one of them. What is the one film that you could probably watch over and over again, just one just one that you think is just near perfect and you love it? And Lord you of the watch Rings. watch it over and over again. The first film? All of them. I saw no, it's I mean, one what, movie. It has to be one movie. It is one movie. It's just broken into three parts. Watch. No, it has to be one movie. <laughs> just one film, even if it's one part. So you could watch the first one, in other words, over and over again. It would be okay. I watch all of them well, because it's one movie. And why are you arguing with me? Both of our... Both of <laughs> what is wrong with yeah, you? Are you not, not listening? I'm using words. My, my words I, difficult to understand. With you, uh, there's all, uh, both of our films that we. we, we if I had to pick with. one that's not, let's say, a three part fantasy, right. which is yeah. really one movie in three parts, yeah. probably a perfect movie that I could watch over and over and over and over. Jaws. Okay, I'd accept that one too. But I think it's funny that you choose Lord of the Rings. Now you choose Excalibur. Both both those movies involve sword and sorcery and mm-hmm. stuff, which is kind of cool. And I fell in love with that movie the first time I saw it. Um, My brothers were listening. He said, "Aliens." The sequel yeah, well, follow That's up. good too. Yeah, that's a lot of people. One. A lot of people like Alien. The first. Did film, you ever yeah. have that movie that that like that summer when you were a kid? You just could watch it every day. Oh yeah, of course. But for my brother who just texted in Philip the bassist, yeah. he said it was every day we'd wake up in the summer. He was in the middle of watching <laughs> Aliens. He loved that movie so much it was just every day put Especially it on. Especially back when uh, videotapes were new and VCRs came out, yep. we would be able to watch movies anytime we want. That was one of them. Uh, today is Shirley MacLaine's birthday. Today, October uh, uh, April twenty fourth on this. Day. And Michael O'Keefe, actor, American actor, Caddyshack, Ironweed, uh, Slugger's wife. Uh, he was also in Nate and Hayes with um, with Tommy Lee Jones. It's his birthday today, and it's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. I love it when it's a food day. I love pigs in a blanket. That's what I used Did to call. Did you wrap called. them in croissant? I used to sleep like that. Artoo, where are you? Artoo? Artu, you're on fire! R2D2, you found a cigarette! Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, Artu. Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. Artu, do you really think I don't have a heart? Radio Shack has the hottest thing on wheels today. Realistic two-way CB radio. We introduced our realistic CB line way back in 1960, and today we have 16 low-priced mobile and walkie-talkie models to choose from. Radio Shack also makes its own CB antennas, crystals, coax cables, and accessories. Equip your car, truck, or boat today with a realistic CB radio. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. battling the energy wasters, the thermal thief, the wattage waster, and the cold air crook. These insidious villains are probably in your home. Defeat the thermal thief by shutting doors. Waste the wattage waster by turning off unused lights. And cool the cold air crook by shutting the refrigerator door. Saving energy is everyone's business, so keep it up, America!
air back. It's BK on the air. Let's uh, let's keep on. Let's keep the um, on this day in history. Well, it'll be on this year <laughs> in history, but on this day in history back in 1981, since it was <gasps> 40 years ago. I still think, for me, the 2000s still think seemed like it was just a couple of weeks ago. Think about this: <laughs> 2000 through 2010. I'm 1981 like, wow. is as far away from us now. As 81 is from the start of us getting into World War II. I saw that. It's it's, it's just a little painful. It is. It's For me, it's just It's a, not a little painful. <laughs> it's a crushing sense of it weight of, of, of the it, end. It makes you feel terrible. <laughs> 770-386-1450 is our number. Here with BK on the air. Oh, my goodness. Somebody's on the line right now. Hey, it's BK on the air. Who is this? This is Michael. Hey, Michael, what's going on in your world today, buddy? Uh, well, I, I heard you mention Jaws, and I wanted to share my Jaws experience back when it was first run. Yeah. I remember standing in line for about an hour back when Phipps Plaza only had one screen. I, I mean, I'm sorry, that. three. Yeah, back uh, down in, uh, around Lenox. I just, I just remember it being such a big deal, and the, the special effects, you know, the mechanics of the, sh- uh, the sharks and everything weren't, they were a secret for a good while. Right. And uh, I just remember being really scared of the water after seeing that. And I, <laughs> I went to a, <laughs> a, a swimming party that afternoon, and even being in a chlorine pool, I kept looking over my shoulder. <laughs> it's, it's, I remember that. I went to a, on a trip with my dad when we were younger, and, and uh, my mom and dad had gotten a divorce. And he picked us up, you know, and would get us every other weekend or whatnot and take us on trips. And we stopped at some, I don't know, it was a Best Western or some goofy motel. And he goes, okay, this place has got a pool. Because, you know, as a kid, you want a swimming, a swimming pool at the hotel that you stay in. It's just a requirement. But I got in the pool that night, and the lights weren't working in the parking lot. So the pool was kind of dark, and it was getting dark. And I was swimming in this swimming pool, and there was – remember the remember how they have those automated things that are underwater moving around, chlorinating the water? Have you ever seen those things in a pool that are underwater moving, doing that? I don't know what they're oh, called. You mean the thing that floats around the pool? Yeah, something like that. And it was oh, yeah. back in the deep end. Well, I was in the pool, and I saw that thing in the darkness over there, and I'm like, okay, I'm done swimming. I need to get out. Because <laughs> we had just seen Jaws like a couple of weeks before, and everyone, they said Jaws did for swimming what uh, Psychos did, did for showers, and it's true. Yeah, so... That's all I wanted to say. Well, thanks, man. Great score by John Williams, too. You hear that music, and you know exactly what's in the water coming after you. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, right, Jaws. Yeah, I mean, bring it up. That's that's another great movie. I was. I mean, everybody was scared of my uh, my aunt would tell me, yeah, when we saw Psycho as kids uh, back in the 60s, we didn't want to take a shower. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what it would do, right? I mean... Psycho, you don't want to take a shower. Norman Bates is going to come in there. 770-386-1450 is our number if you want to give us a call. And so, oh, somebody's calling us right now. Let's find out who this is. The phones are on fire. They're on fire. Hey, it's BK on the air. Hello. Hey, it's Barbara. Yeah, we're talking about Psycho. Yeah. And I read an article with Janet Lee, the one who played in that movie. Janet Lee, exactly. Well, I read an article that she said that she herself was traumatized by making the movie. Well, you know, that's funny that I saw that interview with her, and she's like, well, it was hard for me to take a shower afterwards. I'm like... I, I, and I believe her when she says it, but for me, as uh, talking to actors, I'm like, wouldn't you be able to separate that? Because when you're filming the movie, you got the crew, and you have to stop and re-edit and, and, and then start up again and all this stuff. I don't know how I would really think I'm in a shower being uh, hit by somebody with a knife or something in the, if I'm filming it. Because sometimes filming a scene even like that is kind of kind of tedious and a lot of work. So I don't know. 
why she felt that way, but if she did, I guess that's a, it was a very powerful, impactful uh, scene. Maybe she meant having to be constantly in a state of undress as Hitchcock did, take after take after take with all those <laughs> angles. And, and we've and we've heard how Hitchcock was with Tippi Hedren and a lot of other his uh, of uh, his he, stars. That he, he, he loved so, them. Yeah, he did. Oh, he really I did. think he, I think he just pretended. I think he was pretending to to do retake. <laughs> he might have been, yeah. Did you did you see Psycho back when it came out? Did it affect you in any way? No, not at all. But it did my husband. No, oh, really? He, he was the one that's freaked out. <laughs> my husband had a vivid imagination. Oh, wow, yeah. Very vivid. And uh, I know when his mother passed away, he was about 12, and she made, uh, she made the family promise her that they would l- allow him to go to movies. Do you remember when going to the movies was considered sinful? Actually, no, I don't, because I remember going to certain see certain films <laughs> were sinful that you weren't supposed to go I'm see I'm not sure what movies. theaters you were going yeah, to. Yeah, but I, I never heard of going to the movies being sinful. That must have been yes, way back. Say hi to yeah. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's right. As a whole, going to the movies was considered sinful, probably because... Those people, you know, divorced and did all kinds of things, and they felt like uh, they might influence the children or whatever. Well, I would, I would think that would be so. It would depend on the movie. What if you were going back then to see a movie called The Greatest Story Ever Told, or, or the to Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments, or The Robe, or or some film like that? I wonder why they think well, about that. This was back in the forties. Uh, oh, even further back. Okay. Yes, back well, in the. Even Cecil B. DeMille made his first version of uh, Ten Commandments in the 20s or the 30s. His first version oh, came out really? right back then. Have yeah, he, made, he remade it for the 50s with uh, Charlton Heston. It was made many years ago in black and white. Well, Barbara, thanks for calling. I'll try to, uh, to keep from involving myself in any sinful activities this weekend, but it's not going to work. I'm going to watch several movies this weekend. I know I am. Well, it's just, it's a habit. That's true. Well, sin, sin, sinning is a habit for some people. It's a habit. <laughs> thanks, Barbara. But, Talk to you later. But, Hey, but oh. it's a fun habit. Hey, uh, all right, bye. <laughs> Look, I misheard her when she said uh, going to the movies as a whole. I thought you said as a hoe, and I was like, well, oh, of course hey, that would be hey, sinful. Okay. <laughs> well, of course that's sinful if you're going to the movies as a hoe. Why don't I get back to 1981 here so we can feel really old <laughs> while we're thinking about it? Top 10 television shows in 1981, 40 years ago. Number 10, One Day at a Time. Number 9, MASH. Number 8, the ABC Monday Night Movie, whatever, the whatever that may was. be. Which is, I think that's funny because that's never happened again like that. Number 7, Too Close for Comfort was number 7 in 1981. Remember that show well. Number 6, wow, a living live-action cartoon show that I cannot watch now at all. I tried to rewatch it several times and I can't get back into it. But at the time, in the late 70s and early 80s, I could watch it as uh, the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> just can't watch it now. I tried. I tried. I have not tried, and maybe I shouldn't, because in my memory, it's still a, you, it's still a nice thing in my did childhood. Did you know that I found out in the later episodes of Dukes of Hazard, like the last couple of seasons or the last season, they run out of money or didn't have any, many, as many cars to use anymore, and they used miniature General Lees in the last season to crash. Miniatures. I don't remember they, that. Little, little radio control miniatures that jump things. I'm like, wow, I need to go find some of those clips on YouTube and see if I can I'd see like what a miniature looks like. That's crazy. Just see Godzilla. 
attacking the General Lee. The number five show in 1981, 40 years ago, Alice with uh, Linda Levin. I liked Alice. I used to watch Alice. You said you was disappointed because it was an Alice from the Brady It wasn't from the... Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> so, wait, she's show called she looks, Alice. It's a different Alice. actress. She doesn't even hey, dress the same. I told you Alice from the show Alice and Alice from the Brady Bunch should have had a, a crime-fighting show and teamed up with each other called Alice and Alice. That's a missed opportunity. Number four, the fourth biggest show in 1981, Three's Company. Was uh, always fun to used watch. Used to watch Three's yep. Company all for several the reasons. Uh, the number three show in 1981, The Jeffersons, Norman Lear Productions, the Jeffersons. spinoff from All in the Family. Number two, 60 Minutes. It was usually the number one show for many years, but 1981, it was 60 Minutes. It was the number two show, and the number one show in 1981, 40 years ago. You want to take a stab at what it is? Dallas or was? Yep, Dallas. Jr. and the Ewing Oil Dynasty. Well, Dynasty was another show. Sorry. Mm. The Ewing Oil Empire. <laughs> well, wait, Empire. That's another show, too. The the, the Ewing family and their es- escapades on Dallas. Did you know I saw a clip the other day, and I'd forgotten she was on Dallas? And you know that uh, Barbara Eden was on I, I Dream of Genie with Larry Hagman yes. for years. Uh, uh, Barbara Eden was known on a couple episodes of Dallas. Did she? <laughs> and, and had scenes with him, interacting with him, and double-crossing him and making him mad. It was hilarious watching them. Interact with each other, not as Major Major Nelson and Jeannie, but as adversaries on Dallas. I'll, I'll send that clip to you. I was a big fan of the rewatching of the syndicated uh, I Dream of Jeannie. I know you were a fan. Loved I Dream yeah, of Jeannie. You, you, but you, I also Bar- liked uh, Barbara Eden's the one witch of your too. prettiest gals on television, wasn't Barbara she? You really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> she, she really turned your switch when you were a kid, huh? <laughs> Barbara Eden, yeah. Fair Look Fawcett at that little half top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. Her belly button got in a lot of the scenes. I guess the censors weren't really I, I was. About that. I was right at that age where I kept asking myself, you you can make her do whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is she still wearing clothes? Yeah, and why? <laughs> hey. And why did and the same thing on Bewitched with uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Why did Darren forbid her to use her powers? No, I don't like using your powers, Samantha. Why? Right. That'd be the best thing in the world to be married to like either a witch or a uh, I mean, or a, I get uh, it. Like learn how genie. to do it in case we have company over, yeah. but what? You know, if you could snap your fingers and have the housework done, well, do keep, it. Keep the bank account full. <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to do, you know. We don't have to fly to Europe. We can just twitch your nose and and we'll uh, and we'll be there. So, uh, talk about a yeah. beautiful woman who was kind of plain in the in Bewitched. I mean, she was nice. She was Oh, yeah, there were both of Some girls. of her poses of that work. people yeah. will share of when she was modeling and she yeah. had stunning, stunning woman. Exactly. Bewitched. Uh, there's a, a whole new world being married to them. It would be great. Some people have been married to witches before. That I know that are no longer married to them. But they didn't have powers that I know of. They only had a power. No, they had a certain kind of power. Just change the W to another... <laughs> There, there was a definite power. In that case, I could say it on a on a podcast, but we're not on a podcast right now. Speak down there. We'll have more stories when we come back. I'll break a lot of more stuff, and we may look, learn about troglodytes when we come back. Hey, how about that? Speak down there. And now these messages. How come you cook so many vegetables, Mom? Well, someday I see a tall young man with broad shoulders. Me? You. And I do everything I can now to help you get there. Good food, rest exercise, and also chocks vitamins with iron. Iron? Because you're growing, you need as much iron as your father. And these help make sure you get it. I like chocks. And you, Mom? Chocks and Chocks Bugs Bunny with iron. 
Out they go to spend their dough without their common sense. They're the dough nuts. Gordon Graham Gantz specialized in true romance, and he tried at every chance to make it clear. He was suave, debonair. He used oil on his hair. As for girls, well, they thought Gordon Gantz was weird. Gordon thought he'd be just like those actors on TV if he used all the products that they sold. With manly muscles, skin so tan, happy hair, and cologne for man, he dreamed the girls would lose their self-control. Well, it hasn't worked so far, though he buys things by the carload. Tubes and bottles, jars and boxes, there he goes. Cause he's sure someday he'll pick just the thing to do the trick. And overnight he'll change to instant Romeo. There's a moral to be heeded. Do you really, really need it? Will all your dreams come true if you just try it? Sometimes changing from within is the best place to begin. Think of Gordon Graham Gantz before you buy it. What we're gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. When the only people that existed were troglodytes. A little history lesson here at BK on there. Cavemen. Cave women. Neanderthal. Troglodytes. Let's take the average caveman at home. Listening to his stereo. His stereo. Sometimes he'd get up, try to do his thing. He'd begin to move Something like this Dance Dance Yeah When he got tired of dancing alone He'd look in the mirror and say Gotta find a woman, gotta find a woman Gotta find a woman, gotta find a woman He'd go down to the lake Where all the girls would be swimming or washing clothes or something He'd look around and just reach in and grab one He'd grab her by the hair You can't do that today, fellas Cause I might come off You'd have a piece of hair in your hand She'd be swimming away from you <laughs> This one woman just laid there Wet And frightened Wait to hear what her name was He said, move She got up She was a big woman Jimmy Castor Bunch, learning, yeah, teaching you about the troglodyte, the caveman. You might not know of that, about the uh, I thought I saw him last night at one of the bars here in town. Got to find a woman. Got to find a woman. 770-386-1450 is our number. Somebody's on the line. Now, I have an idea who this might be. I think Chance from the Nostalgic Podblast is calling. Hey, Chance, what's going on? Hey, fellas, you're asking what is the movie you could watch over and over and over again? There's a lost art, also from 1981. Wow. Yeah, that Alan mentioned Raiders too. Yeah, a little. I early. did yeah, on, off the one. air. We were chatting. I said there's several movies that are like the go-to's. 
don't know about you if you're if you're married. Are you married, Chance? No, engaged. Okay, engaged. Okay, so the That's wife and I, married. we have I, we have overlaps <laughs> of movies that we both agree on, but then she's got her side of the range that are films I'm not as keen on, and I've got my over here. But the overlaps we go to all the time, and Raiders is dead set in the middle. Good. We can go to Raiders every single time. We can't think of what movie to watch. You both have the shared universe. Uh, Stacy and I shared universes are all the Marvel films, which is good. We, we love all, all those, the Marvel movies, good. too. But yes. we, here's the ones we split on. And Chance, listen to this. Stacy and I split. When I put in Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, she leaves the house. She doesn't just leave the room. <laughs> she, she, she leaves books the house. a trip. <laughs> but, when she puts in, but when she puts in and tries to watch, uh, what's the what's the movie where she plays uh, the British girl with uh, with a uh, Colin, not Colin. Nope. Colin Firth. Colin Firth, the girl, the American actress playing the British girl. Uh, oh, um, Diary. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, what's yeah. your what's face? Why can't you think of so, it either? Because of you. Because you have a notebook. I know what you meant. It's, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, what is it? It's what? something Diary, isn't it? What is it? All right, now I got to look it up. Whenever she plays that movie, I have to leave because I can't stand those films. They're not bad. Uh, Bridget, Doan, Bridget, Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones' diary. Yeah, the Bridget Jones. Yes, they are, Alan. You know what? I don't think your wife's listening right now. You can just say how bad they are. They're I, bad. You don't have to say First of all, it. I love her that. as an actress. I didn't say that. I didn't say I didn't like and her. And second, I do have a thing I for Colin Firth. Stand, well, I know that. How and much Hugh Grant is pretty darn funny, too. What thing do you have for him? The That's thing where I, I have to know. allow my wife to do whatever she wants <laughs> hey, if he shows up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Chance, on Raiders. My dad my dad was a great gauge of how good a movie was because my dad never really wanted to go back to see a film in the theater, ever. He saw it once. That was enough for him. But when he saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, when we went and saw it together in Noonan, Georgia, back in 1981, he wanted to go back and see that film again. And he wanted to go see Aliens again, too. And that was unheard of for my dad to see a film twice. Wow, we had Poe Folks fried chicken before we saw that movie in '81. Raiders, are, oh, you Raiders, yeah, that's a great, that's not, that's great though. You got some good blue ribbon fried chicken and go see uh, Indiana Jones. That's really good. You know what was cool about Raiders? My dad at the time, we still lived in Michigan. My dad was relocated to Georgia as part of what would eventually lead us down here. Right, and it was the summer we came down to visit, and we went out with some friends who had convinced us this is the movie you've got to go see. So I oh, actually yeah. saw Raiders in Georgia. Great. That's awesome. It was, Good for it was, you, Alan. That's awesome. Good movie. And you can talk about the sequels and stuff all you want. I mean, uh, thank goodness they only made three Indiana Jones films. They didn't make a fourth one. That'd be hey, they're going to work on a fifth one. Uh, good. Why are they making a fifth one? I don't remember a fourth one. Because really, after watching the fourth one, you need a fifth. <laughs> That's right. It's terrible. Well, Chance, a whiskey, hey, since, a vodka. Since, <laughs> since I got you on the air, Chance, tell everybody uh, where they can hear you guys tomorrow out there on the air. Uh, we'll be live just on our little Facebook group, the Nostalgic Pod Blast and on YouTube. And awesome. it'll air on fistfulofradio.com a week later. And that's great. And next week, you and I are, are going to make plans to go to Portal Pinball in Kennesaw to play us some pinball and classic video games. I'm so looking forward to that. Absolutely, man. We're going to have a good time. You guys have a great rest of the show. I love your show. It's my favorite new radio show. Oh, awesome. Every week. Thanks, buddy. We yep. are Nostalgic Cousins, as you like to say. That's right. We well, are right, a good one, cousin. See ya. Chance with Nostalgic Publish. They're going to talk a lot about uh, a lot, about a lot of stuff Sunday, but they're going they're going to focus this Sunday I hear on uh, classic animals in television and movies, like, you know, animal actors, whatever animals they would use, and everyone has their favorite one. If I had if I had to corner you right now, what was your favorite animal? In, in, in motion picture or television, who did you like the best? As a kid growing up, probably Lassie. 
I was a Lassie fan too, but you know what? I never got to see the '50s show with with June Lockhart. I did Lassie. I saw it in reruns later. But oh yeah, well, saw, yeah, it was reruns. Yeah. I watched Lassie. I watched the 1974 television series Lassie. It, it, it redid itself in the '70s with uh, Pamela Ferdin and a uh, and a and a group, and it was in color, and it was a completely different cast from the old show. But Lassie was still there, but it was the '70s version. Now, does Manimal count? Because he could be all well, he kinds of animals. Into animals. That was good. <laughs> you know, Manimal. You, you bring that up. That show like just died like after one season. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting. It was Simon. McCorkendale, wasn't it, that played Manimal in Manimal? And it, yeah, it and was it was great. kind of interesting, of uh, the premise to the show. Yeah. I think they were trying to build on the whole uh, L- werewolves in London right. and then Michael Jackson thriller and stuff like that. But hey, he could turn into any animal. He's a guy animal. that could change into a panther or oh, a yeah. hawk or something else. And he seemed to just keep turning into the same ones. Man, I don't know why well, Yeah, because they, they ran out of, of budget for creating other effects. He turned into a slug. <laughs> oh, no, we stepped on him. Hey, it's BK on there. we got another caller. Who's good? Hey, Rich. How you doing? I'm good. You guys don't like Flipper? Flipper? No, the Flipper's great. Just because I said who was my favorite doesn't necessarily (laughs) mean everybody else sucks. No, we love Flipper. We didn't mean we didn't like Flipper. Okay, I was just checking. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we love Flipper. I used to watch Flipper with Spider-Man every afternoon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yeah, Flipper was great. I, Flipper was. Uh, I wanted to have a dolphin. <laughs> After seeing Flipper, you like, mom's like, you can't have a dolphin. No, we, right. we can't. You can't own a dolphin. You can't have a dolphin hop in, in bed and snuggle. You You'd have to go in the pool, and that's. And I, dolphins are strong. Weird. When dolphins swim by you, you can feel the strength of the water flop you. And if oh. they were, they people like have broken their arms with dolphins just kind of playing with you and hitting you with their fins. I and would stuff. love to swim Man. with dolphins for real, like in oh, a you lagoon swim or with something. Great white sharks. I do want to swim crazy. with sharks. You're crazy. Great all, white all specifically. I want to know is I want you to uh, change your your last will and testament. My beneficiary. Thing. Yeah, I just want some. I just want some of the movies. Leave everything book. to the BK on the Not air everything. Nation. I don't want everything. I don't want everything. Just a few things. Oh. You got a few things. I'll I leave like you that, all so. of my nude selfies. Is that yeah. what you want? And some of your recipes for cooking. I need some of that too. <laughs> yeah, they're hot. Both already, of them. I already got half your nude selfies already. You already sent them to Stop. me. Stop. <laughs> once they're on, once they're online. Pretties, we are the pretties, and this is a pretty street. We never miss a meal, because we love a cereal. This is the big boss, we call the boss boss. Make sure you spell it right. Snorkel Dolphy, call me so handsome and pretty. He's little hand host. He's got a weird nose. Do I really have to sing? My name is Gumbo. I am Tumumbo. You're standing on my foot. Gumbo is his name. Small this is my game. I know more than you do. Yes, you. And don't forget me. I'm goody goody. I always do what's right. For instance, I eat freaky cereal because it's got a lot of vitamins and it's good for me. You too can have crunchy freaky cereal as part of your good breakfast. And there's a free freaky in specially marked boxes. Okay, here comes the big finish. We are the Hey, it's BK on the air. Here to tell you another way that you can hear my show if you ever miss it live on Saturday at Fistful of Radio, 8.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays and hear the BK replay. Just another way to hear the show in case you ever miss it. It's BK on the air. That's at fistfulofradio.com. Groovy. 
Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air. Yes, you can hear me on Fistful of Radio at FistfulOfRadio.com. Glad to be on board with Fistful of Radio. Hey, I got a story here. Spider-Man mo- the Spider-Man movies that Marvel Studios did are finally coming to Disney Plus thanks to a new Sony Disney deal. You can watch almost every Marvel Cinematic Universe ever made on Disney Plus except the two Spider-Man films which were produced and distributed by Sony. Well, a joint venture with Sony and Marvel. They hold the rights to the character and they're produced. They produced every big screen Spider-Man film to date. That's the way things would have remained for the foreseeable future. But now the holes in any potential MCU marathon on Disney Plus could be filled thanks to a new deal between the two companies. So that's fantastic. We got Spider Man. And I'm sure that the, the rights are slowly becoming reverting back to Marvel Studios, too. So that's great. Let's continue the Marvel talk because we're going up to the bottom of the uh, top of the hour here, and I'm going to lose time here if I'm not careful. Did you know there's a new cast member going to be in Thor Love and Thunder from Marvel Studios? This comes from Screen Crush. Russell Crowe has just revealed his role in Thor Love and Thunder, which had been kept a secret until this week. Last month, it was announced that Crow would be joining the Taika Waititi-directed Marvel movie, but we had no clue how he would fit into the story. While speaking with the Australian radio show Joy Breakfast with the Murphys, Crow casually dropped what character he'll be playing in the upcoming project. He's playing the Greek god Zeus. So how about that? I want to see how they make this work. I I knew that Thor was based on Norse mythology. Those names, the characters, so the, obviously the both the mythologies exist in their world, I guess. And he'll come so over. How do these two work together, though? Thor: Love and Thunder arrives in theaters on May 6, twenty twenty-two. So we got that Marvel movie to look forward to next year. Here's another story. I got another big movie news here from Helena Watts at the Mirror UK. James Bond: No Time to Die premiere is going to be the world's biggest ever of any Bond film premiere that they've ever How done. How so? We've had a year of being shaken and stirred. Now we're <laughs> we're ready for the party. Thankfully, James Bond's bosses are on a 007 mission to curate the world's most extravagant premiere ever. Movie bigwigs have set aside a staggering 10 million pounds for the UK celebration of No Time to Die due out on October 8th. Let's hope that date doesn't change. It hasn't so far. And it could be shown inside a top London stadium. It's where they're premiering. They're getting ready for this big James Bond shindig. Quote, they think they can pull off the biggest in-person premiere of the post-pandemic era and have already put aside a whopping 10 million pounds for an event in England that will signal the return of these kinds of flashy movie launches that everyone's been missing for the last year. MGM and the Bond team have never liked the idea of launching this movie without a red carpet event, which they would have had to have done if the pandemic was still going on full full blast, which is one of the many reasons they've rolled out with the delays that they... And so that's why they've been putting it back. The money is set aside to do the biggest Bond blowout ever, and they're full steam ahead on making it work. Pandemic at all, unquote, it says. Now, in 2015, Bond threw one of the most epic parties we've ever attended to mark the release of Spectre back, if you remember, in 2015. It was a Mexican-themed bash at the British Museum with fire-breathing dancers and tequila served in skulls to pay homage to the opening scene where they're in Mexico City at the beginning of Spectre. So that was a pretty big party. This is going to pale against that. This is going to be huge. A million pounds on a premiere of a movie, they're really, uh, I guess they're really up up in the uh, the ante. This is his last film, so everybody's going to go see it, and hopefully it's really good. So I hope I think, so. I think putting it back and pushing it back and and just it's going to make everybody go want to go, yeah, I want to see it. Jesus, the last one with him. It's a Bond film. We really need to see this. So maybe they were smart in not premiering it 
uh, when they originally were going to do it. They could have, and it could have come out and like, well, it made nothing. So, By the way, you know, another movie that we were looking forward to seeing last year but didn't come out and is going to come out this year is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife, that's right. Had you seen Ernie Hudson, his tweet? I did, and I think I'm looking – that's one of those on the list along with Bond and the Marvel films that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I really want to see it. His comment, I think, was great. He said, my my smile is genuine. This was truly a great movie. Not – and he put in an interview – not a movie just to make money on a franchise. Yeah. It truly is a good movie, and you Which, can tell yeah. that is it Justin Reitman, his son? Is it Justin? It's his son. I can't remember yeah. his name, but yes. I, that John, he Ivan loves son. the material and good. wrote a great story that is a story, not just capping into the good. let's just tap into the fortune and make money. And I hear uh, Bill Murray's pleased as well. He's actually I thought said I saw a, few a tweet for that too. About that. So I'm looking forward to that. Ghostbusters was one of those things where I first saw Ghostbusters. The, 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 the teaser ad with Paul Rudd seeing the little marshmallow man yeah, coming to life. That's great. Treating each other like the gremlins do. Yeah. And, I mean, okay, I'm fine with that. That's Have cute. You, you know there's been talk for a while about um, a Gremlins 3 with uh, with Joe Dante and uh, Zach Galligan, the actor. And I've noticed that uh, – have you seen the new – it's not really new, but it's newer. The newer Mountain Dew commercial, the Gremlins one. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. It's Billy from Gremlins. He's all grown up now. It's Billy, and he's 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 got a drink or something like that, and you hear off the side a little – <laughs> and it cut kind of, and it t- and it pans over and it's the, the Mogwai. It's yeah. Gizmo from from Gremlins sitting on his couch, you know, and he gives him the Mountain Dew and opens it and is like, oh, because you know he can't get wet. So it's it's a Gremlins uh, commercial with Mountain Dew. I thought that was great. It was very nostalgic mm. for the eighties and Gremlins. I, and there's another couple of films that I loved. I loved the Gremlins movies when they came out. They were they were great. They, they mm-hmm. just kind of fizzled out and they just stopped and they didn't do it anymore. And I'm like, well, come on. So now, now they may work on a new one with, you know, and they're saying if they do this, it'll be a mixture of CGI and on practical effects, which to me, that makes a movie great when they are able to do that properly. Yeah. Especially when you have something real that you can touch in the same scene as you. Like if it's a big CGI character walking up to you and then when it gets real close to you, it's an on-set animatronic face that you're interacting with kind of like they did well, on the dark crystal well, Netflix yeah, well, they, series. what they call augmented CGI. which was yeah which was which works out really great well i was going to talk about a story about the three stooges i think i'll, I'll save that for next week because it's kind of a long story about our wives are thanking you yes they don't want to hear about the three stooges <laughs> oh god i've already married one stooge don't, i don't need three of them don't oh really which one am i though are you a mo are you a larry or are you i'm a definitely curly? a mo Okay, I'm a curly i'm <laughs> if a I had to look at their personalities i'm uh i'm a, did you know that um do you remember the the cartoon Ren and Stimpy, the two do, the dog and the cat? Do I remember Ren and, Ren Stimpy? and Stimpy? Did you know that Billy West, who did the voice of Stimpy the cat, <laughs> no, he based it on Larry from the Three Stooges. Did he really? Because if you listen to him, you're like it is very much what, like what did Larry. He, what, did he, what did he base the angry Chihuahua on? <laughs> well, that's, angry Chihuahua? that's John Kurkreski <laughs> doing. I can't remember yeah, his last name. Ren. He, oh, Ren. He based Ren on Kirk Douglas. Really? He did. The way he used uh, Kirk Douglas was always like <laughs> losing his temper and stuff. One of so, my favorites like was animated. when when Stimpy gave away forty seven million dollars in Red's like dollars. You gave away forty seven million dollars? <laughs> <You> idiot. <laughs> and then the game Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another one I can't watch in, in the house is Ren and Stimpy. She can't stand That was the first cartoon I realized was written 
gross. For college kids who were baked in their in their dorms. It, it was. I mean, it was showed some of the grossest stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't pornographic stuff. It was just no. gross stuff. And just the style of animation. It, just, it, it was, was goofy and over the top. Over the top uh, uh, stinkiness. <laughs> Things would stink and smell bad and have like these little stink waves coming off of them. And Stimpy would use his cat litter box and stuff. It's Oh. It's but I loved I, I Ren and Stimpy. I thought it was a, I thought it was great. So good uh, stuff. I do want to remind everybody that you can also, if you ever miss the show, we turn it into a podcast. You can catch it on SoundCloud. You can catch it on Anchor, on Spotify, and on YouTube. We got our own BK on the Air YouTube channel as well. And it, also, if you miss the show and you, you don't want to go that route, they do have, have a BK replay every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. on Saturdays at FistfulOfRadio.com, along with a lot of other shows on Fistful of Radio. You can hear the Nostalgic Pod Blast on there that Chance Bartell called in earlier. He's with the Nostalgic Pod Blast, and you can hear BK on the air on Fistful of Radio. You can also get in touch with me, BK on the air, at gmail.com, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've, I've thought about joining other platforms out there, like what's the other ones, like Snapchat and... What's the other one called? There's some more things that people are on out there. Well, like TikTok's Pin- the big one now. Pinterest, TikTok. I refuse to even watch TikTok videos. I'm not even interested in that. That's crazy. You know, so, I felt the same way. <laughs> like and then a friend of mine kept, uh, who's my age, my uh, high school alum, she was helping a guy who's running for office, and she was just talking to me. She's like, you need to be on TikTok. This is yeah. the, It's the platform that's going to drive listeners. It's gonna like, I'm like, I'm how? Sure I'll get on it eventually. I and she started on. talking to me, and now I was I'm, I was tempted just enough to download and get an account. I have yet to do anything with it. <laughs> so you did do it? <laughs> I've got an account, but I, I have to figure it out, so I'm going to have to go watch some videos. Yeah, on how I don't to... know that I'm interested in getting interested in all that stuff. I have a problem with a couple more things, too. I don't know where this thing, I don't know where this electricity is going. What do you think about that? I, I think I it's going to be around for a while. I think it's a fad. No, I, I think, I think we, in, we're, indoor we're good plumbing, on it. Indoor plumbing? No, I'm a, I'm a fan that? of that. I prefer to keep that. <laughs> And cars that are propelled without sticking your feet out of the bottom and going. No, we have to be kind of neat. Yeah, that's that's kind of a cool thing to do. That. Well, ma, that's right. Do you know the Jetsons did almost the same thing at the end of the title sequence? He's going, Jane, stop this crazy thing! It's like the same guys of just a different show in the future. It was great. Where's my flying car? Where is my flying car? It's. I was promised a flying car in the seventies by the year two thousand, and I don't have one. Where is it? I'm really still ticked off. I'll, I'll just take a self-driving car. I'm that... TikTok at that. I'm not, really with everyone, mad. not just not just going yeah. to buy an expensive I, Tesla. I want every I car to be self-driving. Really need a flying car. It's BK on there. Oh, look, we've come to the end of the program. How come two hours go by so fast? Did you know they wrapped up production on Hawkeye as well at uh, Marvel, the Hawkeye TV series? They they wrapped production, so that show will be coming up later on too. We got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Well, the Loki's theaters. coming up in a month. That's right. The theaters so. are coming back. The shows are coming out. Get out and have fun. Just return to normal. It's BK on there. We'll see everybody next week.